WEEI Studios, 93.7, WEEI-FM and HD1, Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. I didn't party with the rest of the team. The next day, I remember getting in the car and Coach Belichick, and he got in. He was still f***ed up from the night before. I could smell the alcohol. But I remember him saying to me, well, Tom, you had a pretty good year, you know? And uh, that was his way of complimenting me. Fourth and final hour of the Rich Keefe Show here on WEEI. That was part of episode three of The Dynasty, the uh, Patriots documentary on Apple TV+. Plus. Kind of a funny little anecdote there. Brady talking about Belichick being hammered. And uh, even back then, Brady being like, yeah, that was his version of a compliment. I still think that Bill Belichick was the perfect coach for Tom Brady. And Tom Brady was the perfect player for Bill Belichick. A hundred percent. I mean, I really do. They were, and like again, they made it last for twenty years, and it got pretty rocky at the end. But they still won a Super Bowl. Their second to last season together, they won a Super Bowl. So yeah, I mean, it's a players like all these leagues are players' leagues. So the player is going to be more important overall. So I'm still of the Brady's more important, but I'm not one of these people that have come out of the woodwork over the last few years that like Belichick was nothing and everything else. I, I think it was tough for Brady to play for Bill, but yet Bill got the most out of him. I mean, how many other coaches around the league were going to take a six-round pick that nobody else really wanted and stick with him? And they really kind of highlighted that in the first two episodes of this. You know, he wanted to go, as soon as Bledsoe got hurt, he went with Brady and wanted to stick with Brady, even though the team was like, really, we're sticking with him? And Robert Kraft is like, what's going on here? And that was before Belichick had won anything. It's one thing if the guy's won three Super Bowls and he makes this decision. Like, who's going to... There was no such thing as in Bill We Trust in uh, the fall of 2001. Yeah, and I forget the woman. Uh, she's a columnist, maybe, a Globe columnist. Oh, Jackie McMullen. Yes, yeah. and she kind of you know says the same thing. It's like, Bill yeah. wasn't this football genius no. that was revered among no. NFL coaches at the time. And he stuck with it by his guns. Yeah, and that was super out. impressive it to was. me. It really yeah. was. It was. Uh, yeah, the whole... It was... One one criticism that I have and I think other people have had is they really just skip by the third and fourth uh, or 2003 and 2004. The, when they win their second and third Super Bowl, officially become a dynasty. They spent more time at the parade or, you know, Teddy Bruschi's line about, you know, being a dynasty and hadn't even really even thought about that before. David, they, they didn't really show much of the Panthers game. I mean, they showed the kick, they showed Venetary's kick. The Eagles game, there was nothing. They just sort of, shoot, I think maybe they said the score or like the opponent. And they kind of like ripped through that. Because they had to go through the AFC title game against the Steelers. Uh, they went through Bill Parcells stuff and like a shot in there about, you know, Bill Parcells was already out the door before the Patriots played the Packers. He was taking some shots. He really was. Oh, yeah. The Crafts and uh, Parcells do not see eye to eye. And I know, obviously, Bill's old, but I haven't seen him. I hadn't seen him in a little yeah. while. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I was like, ooh, wow. He, he, he's, yeah. he looks old. Yeah, they did that uh, two Bills like documentary with Belichick and Parcells. That was pretty cool. And like they hadn't, I don't know how they didn't talk for a while. And then there was that whole thing, but I'm still kind of confused about the Parcells drafting. And it seems like the craft let him have three drafts and then took away the draft in 96. 
Or is it just one player? We know that Parcells didn't want Terry Glenn, but did he want Lawyer Malloy and Teddy Bruschi, who they also drafted and were like home run picks? So I don't know. Like whoever was drafting in 96, I think did a pretty good job. But yeah, he was out the door. They ended up losing to the Packers. But then, you know, five years later, they're back in the Super Bowl and, you know, they go through that, uh, the whole thing. Also, how about you two had some jokes? Yeah. You yeah. two was like, hey, we're not here to talk about Brady and Bledsoe, but we are here to talk about Brady and Bledsoe. And they went on this whole thing. And they took Drew's side. They did. Well, I think a lot of people I were taking like Drew's side. Yeah, no, I didn't like, I didn't I didn't care for it. I don't like you two anyway, but no, no, neither, I really no, don't like them. Neither do I. Forcing songs in my phones. Yeah, uh, that was obnoxious. There's never been anything like that. That was frustrating. People are like, how do I delete this? Again? Yeah, you couldn't. You can. It's on there. It's, it's your ringtone, too, that's, by the way. That's How's your that? gift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's your gift. I don't want it. No, it's yours. You keep it. All right, let's go to the phones on uh, anything that we've hit on here tonight. Let's go to Andy on the Cape. He joins us next. What's up, Andy? Well, finally, The Rock is back on WEEI. So what do you think about that, guys? Let's go. I'm excited. Oh, I'm that looking forward to it. It doesn't matter oh, what you okay. think. Walk so right into that. shut your pie hole, you <laughs> jabroni, or the SmackDown yep. will be on your candy ass. Yep. I walked right into it. Now it's time for the most electrifying move in all of sports entertainment. But first, this commercial. Please buy the Rock Sports Drinks. Now back to the most electrifying move in sports entertainment. The next GM of the Patriots will be the round mound of human flesh, the brain that reigns super draft picks, shine. And if the Patriots don't do this, the rock will lay the people's elbow on Robert Kraft. And with that, there's only one left thing to say, and that's do you smell what the rock is cooking. All right. What do you think, Stiz? I'm going to give it a 7.8 because yeah, he too was much. going. Yeah, and then at the much. end, he kind of he, he missed a step there. I think you tighten that up a little bit. You also don't. Shave like 10 seconds off, yeah, 15 seconds. Yep. Go with just your best stuff. And I think you also have to tell Stiz that your name's The Rock. You can't say you're Andy on the Cape. He actually did. Oh, he did. So he did. Oh, he, you should have. Okay. All okay. Right, and right. I wasn't sure because he. I I go W E I. What's up? What's your name? Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I said, guy, come on. <laughs> what's really your name? I'll put you through. All right. So okay. So he tried. So he tried. All right. Because I would have gone. I, would, I mean, you see Dwayne The Rock Johnson on the call screen and going to that. I didn't know time. he was going to go full Rock though. No, he was into it. He was pretty good. Oh, he, he <laughs> caught you, too. He Twitch caught it. you. Oh, I walked right into that. Yeah, he caught you with a people's it elbow. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you think. Uh, yeah, Roba in the chat said this will be in the best of next week. Todd says yeah, absolutely. <laughs> one left thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> we got to pull that. You know, that, that that's going to have to be a staple clip for sure. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you want to call in and do rock impressions, I'm here. I'll take those calls every night of the week. Uh but, yeah, going back to the dynasty, oh, you know what also we didn't hit on the first hour that sort of jumped out to me is Robin Glazer. And her name has been brought up more. It looks like her role has changed a little bit with Belichick out and Gerard Mayo in. Still kind of unsure exactly what she's doing. Mayo was asked about it at the uh, at the last press conference, and he kind of gave it a non- like one of his few non-answers. He was like, I just want to talk about the coaches. But they show Robin Glazer, and she was saying that, one of her first days on the job was right after Spygate. 
And then how about the detail that she's in there when they're smashing the, the tapes hammer. and she's like on her knees throwing the tapes away. In high heels. High heels and a dress. And she's picking up scraps of the tape. Yeah, I remember how crazy that was because, again, oh, one, trying to think. I was 17, so I was in high school when all that played out. But I remember thinking how crazy it was that all of a sudden the Patriots are in trouble for Spygate. And then Jake Glazer has the tapes. He's like, yeah, here it is. Look at They're showing the Jets sideline. Then they're going up to the score, sideline, score, that whole thing. And you're like, man, Jake Glazer has the tape of this? And it was funny because Roger Goodell, and he was, it looked like he was sweating, too, during this thing. Yeah, he Didn't was. Didn't he? Yep, absolutely. That was as uncomfortable. And, like, I can't stand that guy. I don't think anybody can. But that was as uncomfortable as he's looked. And they're, like, asking, like, why did you destroy the tapes? And he's like, well, I didn't want anybody to get them. And they're like, well, if you have them, how's anybody going to get them? And he's like, well, they, they got to the, like, a reporter got them and put them on the TV or whatever. You're like, okay, I guess. Uh, but the highlights of the last two episodes to me would be Randy Moss. I mean, anything Randy Moss is good stuff. I also got a kick out of Mike Martz, the Rams coach from 01, who was complaining about how physical the Patriots defense was. And he's like, I've never said this because everybody would think I was a baby, but I'm going to be a baby now, essentially. And he just complained about how physical they were. Michael Strahan I, was pretty good as well. And uh, on the flip side, like the not so great stuff, I think in order to try to make these episodes 40 minutes, they really are glossing over a lot of things. So the 03 and 04 Super Bowl were kind of like a footnote in this. Wes Welker, not in there? Now, maybe he said no. Maybe they asked him and he said no. But it was weird talking about the 07 season and basically talking to Randy Moss, which was awesome. Uh, Teddy Bruschi, who's been a part of it this whole time. Rodney Harrison a little bit. And then Dante Stallworth. Like, how are you going to go to Dante Stallworth over Wes Welker, who led the league in receptions that year? But maybe he said no. But that just felt a little bit odd. And also, Ernie Adams and Bill Belichick, they make Spygate out to be even a bigger deal, in my mind. Like, they don't want to talk about it. They don't. And they're they like, said but, all they had to say. Eric Mangini, rat. 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 I'll give you that, rat. I didn't know, you know, because I wasn't following it as much as yeah. I, as closely as I am now. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know the inner, inner outs of oh, this. Oh, Mangini for sure, rat. But Bill also dumb to do that stuff against a guy that knows you're doing that stuff. Well, it was an unwritten rule in football <laughs> yeah. when you when we bring you in the family. No, they did. Yeah, it was, oh, you Pioli, don't do that. Pioli laid that on pretty thick. What happened to Fredo Corleone? Yeah, not good. He went out on a boat ride. That's right. Yeah, he went out on a quick sleep with the fishes. Quick, quick little boat ride. I don't know. I they, another thing they left out of the documentary was that before the year began, Roger Goodell sent out an email to all the teams and was like, "Listen, we know there's like taping going on. We know a lot of you guys are doing like knock it off." Like we, we you can't do that anymore. And then Bill's like, okay, great. I'm going to still do it. And he's going up against his former protege, his Padawan, and Eric Mangini, and he does it the first game. Well, that was dumb. Can like, I, yeah, do you th- it, it was Bill the only coach doing that in the league? Definitely not before. I don't know how many of them kept it up in 07, but I would say in years past, I'm sure plenty of them did it. So that's why, like, on the surface, I don't think – it's the end of the world. I don't think it's the biggest. Like, I don't think it's the same as stealing signs in baseball. Like, I thought that, like, if you are at bat and you know immediately curveball's coming, that's so much different than, all right, now we're going to try to decipher what all these plays are and then try to apply it in the same game. Like, I think that's kind of tough to, 
little bit tougher to crack. And, I mean, Bill said it wasn't that big of a deal to Robert. To and which like, Robert's like, then why are you even doing yeah, it? That, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> and like Bill said, though, we could be just sitting in the stands watching. Like, it's not like... Well, that's the thing is you can. You, know? you get, but they, but they had these rules. So, like, if they looked at it from a different spot or say... Now, I don't remember what all the exact details were, but I think if you had, like, a guy in the opposing press box and he had, like, binoculars and was looking at him, that's one thing. But if you're standing on the field on a certain marked area, you can't tape it there. And they decided to still tape it there. But I just think all these years later, and if it really isn't a competitive or that much of an advantage, it obviously has to be a slight one. Otherwise, why would you do it? But for Bill and Ernie Adams, like, clam up and be like, we're not talking about it, we're not talking about it. It makes me think, like, oh, God, maybe it is a bigger deal than I thought. Uh, I I just look at it as like, listen, we've said it. You know, this this issue has been beat to death. Yeah. We've said all. What do you want me to say? Yeah, I cheated. Is but that what you want me to say on maybe. this documentary? It's, it is a documentary. This is the first time they've done one of one of these. So when Bill's like, oh, I've talked about it. It's like, all right, great. So now we got to go pull up tape from 2007 with Armin Katayan, I think it was. And you're like, all right, there's that. It's Apple TV. They can figure it out. <laughs> they did. They did. They went through a lot of different stuff. And they were able to uh, find it. It is one of those things where it's like, I think all fan bases though are like, hey, your team is going to win six Super Bowls, but there's going to be two cheating scandals. Like, do you sign up for it? You're like, yeah, sure. Yeah, but and I'll that's take this. I'll take it. And that's why I actually didn't like Michael Strahan because all of a sudden I'm getting all this, you know, Patriots pride, and now he's calling us the devil. <laughs> yeah, and I'm true, like, yeah. who the hell are you? Well, that's why like 07 was insane because they were just blowing doors they were dominating now they showed a bunch of it i thought they might do it like a little bit better where like they could have done quicker hits and shown the final score of every game another thing they left out was they blew out most teams that year but they played the giants at the very end of the season and it was a super close game like they they almost didn't have a undefeated regular season because of the giants and then, so even though they were this huge, uh, huge favorite going into the Super Bowl, it's like, well, they actually kind of played them kind of tough. And it was kind of a parallel to 01. The Patriots played the Rams pretty tough in 01 in the regular season, but lost and then beat them in the Super Bowl. Kind of very similar to what the Giants did in, in 07. So I thought they could have played that up a, a little bit more, but they didn't. And I know they got a lot to, to, to go through. Uh, so episodes three and four came out last night, five and six next Thursday night. So we'll be uh, discussing that for the next uh, month or so here on the program. You guys can join us at 617-779-7937. We got grab bag, including a whole bunch of dork news coming your way next. But right now it is time for Stiz and What's Trending. Your home of the Sox. Now here's What's Trending on WEEI. All right, let's get you caught up one last time before we get out of here with what's trending. The Celtics were back from their All-Star break last night. They were on the road in Chicago. They beat the Bulls 129-112. to Celtics now have a league-best 44-12 record. Derek White had 28 points. Jason Tatum with 25. Jalen Brown finished the night with 21. Celtics will try and make it a perfect 4-0 against the Knicks this season when they'll be in New York tomorrow night. Tip-off for Madison Square Garden at 8.30. The Bruins suffered an overtime loss to the Flames last night in Calgary. They lost 3-2. 
Charlie Coyle had two goals, and with those two goals, Coyle hit the 20-goal mark for the first time since the 2015-2016 season. Bruins will be back at it tomorrow night when they'll be in Vancouver to face the Canucks. Puck drops from Rogers Arena at 7 p.m. And the Red Sox had their scrimmage against Northeastern today. They beat the Huskies 7-2. Red Sox spring training officially begins tomorrow afternoon when they'll host or when they'll face the Orioles. Joe Castiglione and Rob Bradford on the call. First pitch at 105 from Fort Myers. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Key Show, including Grab Bag, coming up. You can stream the show or listen on demand anytime. Just download the Odyssey app. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. Say WEI's a favorite and listen wherever you go. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEI. There's only one left thing to say. Uh... Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI is a full throttle Friday. That was just a taste of a couple of callers from tonight. There's only one left thing to say. That's the problem because he had a lot of material. I think if he just shortened it, he wouldn't have had that incident there at the end. Then he could have gone out on a high note. But either way, that was classic. I don't care. That was classic. Here's a good idea. This is on the text line, Stiz, uh, talking about what Bill Belichick is going to be doing next season. He says, what if Belichick and Nick Saban do a football rescue show? They can go to high schools, colleges, et cetera, across America and get them back on track. John Taffer, look yeah. out. Bill Belichick Smart. and Nick Saban is in town. Get those two guys out there. That's a pretty I'd good watch idea. That all day. Well, Saban already immediately grabbed a job. What is he, ESPN, right? Or SEC? No, yeah. Uh, ESPN grabbed him up right away. So you're wondering what Bill is, uh, what the holdup is on Bill, and who's going to hire him? Uh, we played for you earlier. Steve Belichick did a pod, did Chris Long's podcast, and uh, was on there for like 40 minutes. And when he was asked about his dad, he did confirm he is looking into things this year, including TV. So we'll see if he uh, if he pops up at some point. I would again assume somebody would take him at least for that job. Why not? They they bring in everybody else. They bring in Gronk and Edelman and all these guys right away. I think they would definitely take. Uh, Bill Belichick as well. But uh, 925 here on a Friday, so... It's time for Grab Bag! It's time for Grab Bag! Oh, that's right. No Celtics tonight. No Bruins tonight. Because they are both in action tomorrow. The Bruins take on the Canucks. Uh, so that's a great matchup there. Bees have been, it's been a weird stretch here for the, the Boston Bruins. Some would maybe call it a concerning stretch, although they've grabbed some wins and they've beaten a couple of good teams along the way. But they they beat Vancouver. Let's go back to just the month of February. Let's do that because they had that really long layoff at the end of January into February. So since they came back, you had the loss to Calgary, not a very good team. But then they have maybe their best game of the year when they shut out Vancouver 4 nothing back at the Garden. Then they lost four straight games. Now, there was an overtime and a shootout in there, so it was not like they were pointless for four games. But they lost four in a row. Then they beat Dallas in a shootout. They beat Edmonton in overtime. 
They coughed up a big lead in the third period, but then still forced overtime and uh, and ended up winning the game there. And then you play Calgary again. You don't want to play Calgary is, is sort of what the takeaway is as they lost 3-2 to Calgary. Two more games on this trip tomorrow night against Vancouver, or at least tomorrow night, our time. It's a 4 o'clock local time out there in Vancouver. And then Seattle on Monday. But, yeah, the Bruins, it you see them one night and you're thinking, all right, maybe things are going to be all right. Maybe they're back on track. And then other nights it just doesn't look right. So still waiting for the what the real Bruins are. Here going forward. As for the Celtics, this Jason Tatum MVP push will uh, keep going tomorrow night when they take on a pretty good Knicks team, and that's a uh, ABC primetime game. So all we eyes beat them three times already this season. They've been smacking around the Knicks a little yeah. bit. Also, yeah. I put some real money on uh, Jason Tatum MVP. There you go. Yes, let's go. Listen, I think we're we're sort of uh, wishing it into existence here. We've talked about it a lot, and with awards like this, I think it helps. And Hart brought up actually a pretty good point. He was like. Hopefully, when Brian Windhorst comments about he's not going to win because people remember the finals two years ago could actually help Tatum because people might be like, don't lump me in with that. I'm not, I don't think that way. I don't use the 2022 playoffs to vote for the 24 MVP. So maybe he might steal a few more votes that way. And just look at what Vegas is thinking, right? Yes, Hart, Hart got it at 4,000. It's, yeah. it's down to like 2,500 yeah, right now. Exactly. So there, it is uh, on the move. And especially they they have the best record, but the way things are, they might finish with the best record by seven or eight games. They might be like that much better than everybody else. It's time for grab bag. Also, the New England Revolution are in action tomorrow, and the Red Sox. I know it's spring training, but you have Sox, Revs, Bruins, and Celtics all tomorrow. Ooh, nice! And uh, I was gonna cook up what the Boston parlay is, but again, bet, yeah, betting on the old uh, spring training baseball—that is, it's intense. Your but, boy will be going to a Revs game this uh, this mm-hmm. year for sure. Uh, yeah, Messi, Messi. Will be I want to go to the Messi game too, yeah. but I feel like everyone's going to go to the Messi game. Oh yes, everyone. <laughs> we'll call our buddies over at the Revs. We'll be like, hey, can we go to the Messi game? They're like, no, you can go to any other game, but you can't go to that one. I uh, I'm friends with some big soccer fans, and they were telling me some of the prices already for uh, those tickets. I know, crazy. So actually, is it a weekend game? Let's see, Revs Miami. When is that bad boy versus Inter Miami is a Saturday, April 27th, I see. It's 7.30. So a Saturday night game. Oof. I was going to say we could take take the show down there That's and do right. it. but That's right. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. But it's Saturday night. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You're right. And here comes the grab bag. Grab, grab bag, 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 grab, grab bag. All right, let's go to the phones. We do take calls during the grab bag, so you got to keep your head on a swivel. But we got uh, Connor in Hingham. What's going on, Connor? Um, Rich, I'm a new listener to this show, so Welcome. I don't know if you or other people have pointed this out before, but do you hear in Stiz on occasion, he sounds a lot like Mort Goldman from Family Guy? <laughs> I have not heard that. Get we'll, out of here. We'll have to do a side-by-side. If, okay. if you listen for it, if you listen for it, it comes on really strong sometimes. It's it's weird. It's not always, but, like, okay. at points when he's talking, I'm like, whoa, yeah, you'd have to, like, pull up an audio clip of Mort and get it side-by-side side at the right time. All right. We will uh, – now that I'll, I'll be listening for Connor, so maybe I will hear it. I did not think Mort Goldman from Family Yeah, Guy. he ruined my night because <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, wait, who, who do you say I sound like? And he's like, Mort, the guy from Family Guy. 
I'm like, so, no way. Can you grab some Mort cuts? I will. All right, we'll grab some Mort cuts, week. and then we will we will. Do it. Here comes. No, I'm not ready yet. We'll do a we'll do a Mort side by side, and we'll do it on a night where Fitz. Actually, you know what we should do? We won't even tell Fitz your heart about it. We'll just play it side by side. We're like, does that sound like Stiz yeah. at all? And then we'll play some. Because and then I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not letting you through. And he's like, you, let Rich and the fans decide. <laughs> I'm like whatever, guy. <laughs> yeah, whatever. So now you have an enemy. That's good. You have, a, you have a new villain. Grab bag. The NFL salary cap going up, going way up. $30.6 million is going to increase for next year up to 255.4. Now, the overall numbers I personally don't care all that much about. You know, today there was also a story that the Saints restructured Derek Carr's deal, which just proves that you can do that at any time with like almost any player, and you could figure out a way to get guys in there. But I did – we knew that the Patriots had a lot of uh, cap space going into this year. Money to burn, as Gerard Mayo famously said. So this this is like, I would say, overall not the best news, only because everybody has more money than they thought. Now, there were some teams that are right up against it, and then now all of a sudden they have $30 million bucks. Maybe, maybe there were teams that had 20 and now they have $50. Uh, Patriots, I think I read it's like closer to like 87 uh, but now more teams are going to be able to bid on these top free agents, specifically Mike Evans, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, Calvin Ridley, uh, Baker Mayfield, if you want to get in on that one. So, yeah, good news and bad news all wrapped up into one. Bolsa de Mano. I mentioned this. Uh, Jokic had a triple-double last night versus the Wizards, and the reason why that is of note, I mean, you're like, yeah, it's triple-doubles all the time, Keith, keep it moving. Well, he became the fourth player in league history to have a triple-double against every team in the league. And I was like, oh, boy, let's uh, trivia time. Guess them stat. This would be good for quiz with Stiz. (laughs) Who are the other three players in NBA history to have a triple-double against every single team? Oh, I could never guess. Does Kobe? Not Kobe, but I was, I was, that was more dramatic pause. I wasn't putting you on the spot. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I was doing I know, dramatic pause. Uh, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, who had a triple-double average one for a whole season, maybe even did it twice. Uh, I guess that's not as much of a surprise. And then the third one, now this is a wild story. And I think older NBA fans are obviously very well aware of this guy. Newer ones may not be. Maurice Stokes. So Maurice Stokes is on this list. And on the one hand, there weren't as many teams in the league back then. He played at a time. He played in the 50s. So there's only eight teams. So he had a triple-double against everybody. Still on the list. Different than LeBron and, and Russell Westbrook and now Jokic doing it against 29 other teams. But I bring it up because then I went down this rabbit hole on Maurice Stokes, who played in the NBA from 55 to 58. And in a game, he hit his head on the court. So he went, he drove to the basket, drew contact, hit his head on the court. They, as the story goes, they revived him with smelling salts. He returned to the game. Three days later, uh, he became ill on a team's flight back, suffered a seizure, and then was left permanently paralyzed. Whoa. So he was diagnosed with this post-traumatic, really long word type of brain injury, damaged his whole, uh, as it says here, motor control, and... So he was in the league for three years. He was like all NBA second team for three years. He averaged like 20 points, 20 rebounds. He had all these triple doubles, but was done and then died when he was 36. 
So I like I read this whole story. And I'm like, holy smokes! I think I remember reading about it forever ago in some NBA history book that I was probably going through. But then when I saw his name pop up on this, I'm like, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Jokic, and Maurice Stokes. And it's just an insane, super sad story. But you're like, all right, the guy, you know, guy died at a young age because of an illness. But it's like, no, because of what happened in the on the court, because of the, the head injury that he suffered on the floor. So uh, just crazy, crazy stuff. Grab bag. A couple of dork-related items here. The Boys, season four has a release date. It'll be June 13th on Amazon Prime. How far? I know you started The Boys. Stiz, where are you at now? I am somewhere in season three. I kind of okay. fell off for a little bit. I was going super hard. Yeah, for, I thought so. Uh, for, for a little bit there. Great show, man. Great oh show. Oh, my God. Great show. And so, yeah, so season now, four just around the corner. And now I know where so many memes came from, or yes, yeah. I should say. Oh, my God. Just Homelander alone. God. Is, uh, is crazy. So, yeah, no, that's a good one. Come on grab bag. Back to the phones in the grab bag. Let's go to Pat and Falmouth. What's going on, Pat? Hey, how's it going, man? Good. First off, I can't believe that last caller did my boy Stiz grimy like that. Yeah. Thank you. I yep. can't believe that. Yep. Yeah, I, I got you. I hear you. Uh, also, so uh, it was a tough watch. So episode four was a tough watch today. Yep. I can tell you that. Uh, would you trade? So that's a, that would have been a very significant Super Bowl if we won that. Would you trade any two Super Bowls for that one Super Bowl? Yes. You're talking about 07 for those that didn't watch the episodes. Yes. The 07 undefeated season, I would 100% trade two Super Bowls for the undefeated season. Yep. It, it couldn't have been the Atlanta one. You wouldn't give that one up. Uh, I'd give up the Rams one. Uh, the Not the first one. The second Rams one. No. And I would give up uh, the Panthers one, I guess. Okay. All right. I'm just saying because that, that yes, I was thinking the same thing. All right. Yeah. Hey, have a good night, boys. All right. Thanks, Pat. Yeah, appreciate the call. Yeah, that's one of those ones where, uh, man, that 07 team was just such a wagon. They were so fun to watch. And especially for me, I mean, Randy Moss, like, you know, I'm not alone in this. It was from day one in the NFL was the most fun player to watch, one of my favorite players, even just – not that Marshall wasn't on TV, but you'd see the Marshall highlights. He was a Heisman candidate from Marshall, and the highlights were insane. There's the one of him jumping over the guy and just running like three times the speed of everybody else on the field when he was playing at Marshall. Then he's a first-round pick by the Vikings. That rookie season, I think he had like 17 touchdowns. It's just highlight catch after highlight catch, and he was great there. Then you know the years with the Raiders didn't go great, and then the Patriots pick him up, doesn't play in the preseason, and then the next thing you know – he is dominating week one against the Jets. And they never look back. Brady threw for 50 touchdowns. Monster uh, caught 23, both records at the time. And then they lose to the freaking Giants and Eli Manning. And so what the caller was saying is, if you haven't watched that episode yet, there's a lot of, a lot of that game, a lot of highlights. The... Eli Manning to David Tyree play, they did it in like super duper slow-mo. So the first part of it, you can't believe that Eli Manning doesn't get sacked. Exactly. I forgot that that was the same play. Right. So he's like, guys are grabbing him. You would almost think with today's rules, they might have blown the whistle and been like, I don't have the quarterback, I don't have the quarterback. Because they had like two guys grabbing on him. He somehow was able to get away from that and then heave it downfield. And then David Tyree, 
who's not any like he. It's not like it was Randy Moss or even Plexigo Burris who made the play. It was David Tyree who has like five career catches, and then he pins it against his head while Rodney Harrison's all over him. It's not like he's open, like, oh, blown coverage. No, he's like pulling his hands down. Pulling his hands down. And it's similar to, not that he caught it with his head, but it's similar to the Julian Edelman catch against the Falcons where you had to watch it a million times on replay, and you're like, that didn't hit the ground? Like, how did that not hit the ground? Yeah. And then they go down and, and win, and it it wipes away really just how good the season was. Because if they win that game, the 2007 Patriots are the best team in sports history. Like, I truly believe that. I mean, certainly football, you know, you'd have people arguing all these different teams and, you know, the NBA or whatever, the NHL. But they're without a doubt the best football team ever, and I think you make a case they're the best team ever. Also, Randy Moss's season and his career – I mean, he never won a Super Bowl. He did everything else. Like, the guy's stats are insane. He's in the Hall of Fame. But he had the go-ahead touchdown. So even though that game was not great, Brady got hit a lot. They didn't score. I mean, they averaged a million points a game during the regular season. Didn't score for crap in that game. But Brady, when they needed to, moved him down the field. Moss scored the touchdown. And then it all gets wiped away. So, yeah, that that one's a killer. What about the phone call uh, with Belichick to Moss? Was that new information? Uh... I don't, no, I don't think it was fully new. Now, maybe all the details about, like, the Coronas and everything might have been. But I feel like Moss has told – because Moss has been in the media for a little bit. So yeah. I feel like that story has kind of come out. But it's still cool. Like, him talking about when he got traded and he hung up on Bill a couple of times. I'm going to New England. Yeah. Yeah. So that was something that Bill would talk about. Of course, Spygate going nowhere near it. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, he's, he's like, I'll get in here on the Randy Moss thing. Swing. There's a line drive left center field. Deep back by the wall. And it is. Grab bag. All right. Did you see the movie trailer for Boy Kills World? No. This movie looks insane. I hadn't even heard of it until it popped up. It's coming out April 26th. It stars Bill Skarsgård. I tweeted out the uh, trailer at Dork Podcast. You can uh, tweet out a bunch of stuff from this week, different trailers, including this one. A uh, The premise or the synopsis, a dystopian fever dream action film that follows Boy, a deaf person with a vibrant imagination. When his family is murdered, he is trained by a mysterious shaman to repress his childish imagination and become an instrument of death. Okay. It looks chaos. It, a lot of good movies on the docket. There really is. There's yeah, a ton. It might be a good year. And then Famke Jansen's in this movie. I haven't seen Famke Jansen in anything in a long time. That was the old uh, Jean Grey from the early X-Men oh, movies. Okay. Yeah, Remember? Yeah, yeah. She was in the House on Haunted Hill remake, which actually I didn't think was that bad. But yeah, no, this movie looks like a blast. Just uh, just watching the trailer alone, there's a little kind of Hunger Games vibe to it. And uh, anyway, yeah, this comes out in two months, so I'm going to add that to my uh, to my queue. Grab bag. True Detective has been picked up for a season five, Stiz. I know you weren't wild about season four, but they already re-upped it for season five, and it's uh, the same showrunner as this year. I have to send you a video tonight. I watched a video, and it was like, you know, 35 unanswered questions. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) 35? Yeah. You dig a little bit under the surface, you'll have some questions. Yeah, no, send me that because that'll come in handy because this Sunday, Davey and I recording our two dork podcast episodes for the week. It's going to be True Detective Season 4 
And we're also going to do top ten Star Wars characters Ooh, okay. of all time. I, I've always wanted to do. Uh, I'm not a big. I've never seen a Star Wars movie. Really? Never. Not one. Hmm. I think I'll probably. Maybe I'll change that in 2024. But I do think that Darth Vader is one of the coolest looking characters. Oh, for sure. And I would be a big fan of a life size Darth Vader, like in my movie man cave room. Yes. Yes. I have one of those ones that goes on the wall. That's like. It's flat on one side and then sticks out like yeah, 3D. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, like yeah. that one's decent yeah. size. I have that in my basement. But uh, yeah, you know what actually would be pretty funny content? And I'm sure it's been done. But as somebody who hasn't seen Star Wars, you should watch them. Not not that you live stream them, but give like instant reaction yeah, to it yeah, as somebody who's yeah. yeah, seen it for the first that. time. I did that. Like, what I the did hell that. is this? Yeah, I did that with Nick Stevens on our old show with uh, Rocky because I had never oh, seen, you never the, seen Rockies? the Rockies. Yeah, yeah so yeah, same yeah. idea. Turns out pretty good movie. Yeah. Yeah. It is. I like Rocky. Yeah, I like I like most of the Rockies. Um, all right, that'll do it for another successful edition of Grab Bag. We will wrap things up with our final thoughts coming up next here on WEEI. You can watch the show anytime via our live stream on Twitch. Just go to twitch.tv slash Boston WEEI and check out WEEI on YouTube for our video on demand content updated daily. Now, more of the Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. It's my first game as a Patriot. During training camp, we'd run plays, but it really wasn't full speed. So I still haven't hit that extra button yet. We driving. Next thing you know, Tom Brady says, hey, man, just get open. Here he is again, like a statue in the pocket. He's able to go long for Moss. Everybody watched the movie Forrest Gump. Do you remember when Forrest Gump busted out them chains that's supposed to straighten his legs out? Remember his facial expression, how he was running, he was running, them chains came off, and then Forrest Gump's eyes, and his, that's how I felt. Randy Moss is one of those guys nobody catches up to him. I remember being on the sideline, the Meadowlands going, holy sh**, like, this is going to be fun. That was part of episode four of the Dynasty on Apple Plus. Back here on the Rich Keefe Show, WEEI, love Randy Moss, anything Randy Moss. I am uh, just want to show highlights of him. I'll watch that all day. Just want to uh, hear him talk about uh, his games in his career. I'll do that as well. So that was a great addition to uh, this docuseries thus far. It's funny. Going back, they showed a bunch of his highlights. They ignored Wes Welker for some reason. I don't really know why they did that. But going back and looking at it, 16 games in 2007 for uh, Randy Moss. 98 catches, 1,493 yards, and at the time an NFL record 23 touchdown catches actually that might still be the record i know uh quarterbacks have passed brady's 50 but it's crazy too four players received offensive player of the year votes that year tom brady randy moss and wes welker were three of the four wow (laughs) some idiot voted for brett Favre, and but whatever they were just such a dominant dominant force that year and uh yeah good to see uh randy moss pop up and that's the other thing about watching this documentary series so far is first couple episodes you know, Drew Bledsoe's on there and guys like Willie McGinnis and uh, Lori Malloy, Ty Law. And obviously Brady's going to be a part of this whole thing. And then now you're getting Randy Moss and Dante Stallworth are getting sprinkled in. 
It's like we're not even halfway there. Like, wait, like you're gonna get Gronk, you're gonna get Edelman, you're I gonna get all these that. other guys. Yeah, that's so funny because I was thinking that last night. Also, didn't Bill cut Lawyer Malloy like? Yep. Shortly after that, like uh, yeah. right before. Oh, two, I think it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was like, which was insane, and that was one of that might have been the first. Well, I guess it depends on how you look at like the. Um, how you look at the Drew Bledsoe That's situation, thing, yeah. that was pretty crazy too. But as far as what became a history of getting rid of players and like shocking was Laura Malloy. So he w- he got drafted by the team in 96, which predates Belichick. But then they win the Super Bowl in 01. He was on the team in 02. And then right before the 03 season, they're like, see you later. And that floored me because he was still really good. He was coming off a Pro Bowl year. And uh, actually, cool story in the dynasty too about Lori Malloy being like, "Hey, Bill, my room kind of stinks." And then that Bill, was great. Bill's like, "All right, take my room." Yeah. So he takes the big ass coach's room. He said, "I'll show you." In a yeah, year. and then he kept bringing it up to him during the week, like, "How is everything? Like, can I get anything else?" Like, that's actually a hilarious thing. But yeah, when he cut Lori Malloy, that ended up being the first of what was a long line, including, and in, you know, the most notably, Tom Brady by the end. But Richard Seymour was a crazy one. I remember when when he got traded, being shocked by it. Uh, you know, Logan Mankins, Jamie Collins was an in season one. There's been there's been plenty of guys. Rather be too early than be too late. That was the thing with Bill, and you know there was a thing for a, a few times that like some of those guys didn't do all that well, and part of it was like injury. Like David Givens is an example. Like when he left, he didn't do all that well, but it was injury. There are plenty of guys that were still pretty good. Lauren Malloy played for a long time after that. Now, his best years were, I would say, certainly in New England. But, yeah, that one was was crazy when they let him go. Update to our bet du jour from earlier in the night, Stiz. You're already a winner. Let's go. Like that. Josh, Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy has uh, 12 points through three quarters. Always looks pretty with Josh Giddy. It sure does. So, that's all you needed. He was over under 11 and a half, and you got it. Also of note, Shea Gildress-Alexander, who we mention every time we uh, talk about the Tatum MVP stuff, threw three quarters, 30 points, eight rebounds, nine assists. So he's doing pretty well as the Thunder lead the Wizards by over 30 points. They are dominating the uh, the Wizards there. So, yeah. Uh, But that'll do it for us. Thanks to Rob Bradford from the Baseball Isn't Boring podcast for joining us earlier in the night. Thanks to our wrestling insider, Jason Rossi. A big elimination chamber tomorrow little over a month away from WrestleMania. But uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. If you missed any of the show tonight or anytime, you can go to the uh, podcast, The Rich Keefe Show, on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Stiz, great stuff as always, my dude. Always. And uh, everybody, have a great rest of your Friday. Night. Have a great weekend. And we will be back at it Monday at 6. There's only one left thing to say. 